staying fit and healthy is really important. And as my guest today will tell you, there's few places better than your village hall to exercise, especially as we get older. Hi everyone, I'm Johnny Thompson and welcome to the Village Halls podcast, sponsored by Allied Westminster, the UK's largest specialist provider of village hall insurance and the home of Village Guard. Now, keeping fit and maintaining our health is not just about living longer. It's also about maintaining our quality of life. Nesta Shepherd is passionate about exercise and now in her 70s, she not only works out regularly, but also continues to run Pilates and exercise classes at two different community halls and even offers classes online. Nesta believes halls are the perfect place for exercise, provided everything is run properly, of course. And so today we're going to talk about this and staying healthy in general. Welcome, Nesta, and thanks for coming on the show. Oh, hi, Johnny. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Now, apologies for mentioning your age there in the introduction. (laughs) Uh, Yes, noted. (laughs) (laughs) But isn't it great to still be so active? Yes, I can't think of being any other way, to be honest. It's my whole life I've spent being active. So the thought of kind of putting my feet up, sitting down and vegetating on the sofa isn't very appealing. Yeah. And, and how many how many classes do you do you run in, in a week, Nesta? Um, I'm teaching just six at the moment. In yeah. addition, I go to a gym three times a week for me, for my fitness, because when you're teaching, you're not really focusing on your own fitness. You're yeah. focusing on people in front of you, making sure they're doing it properly. Okay. So, so, yeah. so when I said when I said you have a huge passion for fitness and exercise beginning I wasn't I wasn't wrong and there's there's more to it than than just a love of working out here isn't there take me back Nesta to the years of fame Olivia Newton-John leg warmers and and headbands of course (laughs) and 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 tell me you used to wear those didn't you yeah I've got the pictures to prove it (laughs) yeah fantastic brilliant so um in the 80s, when the aerobics boom was at its height, I was working in an office in London, in central London. Yeah. And I used to go to an exercise class in my lunch hour three times a week, which seems crazy now. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, it was, all, it was all the rage, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, that with Saturday Night Fever and all those dance classes, they all kind of gelled together. And there were loads of people out there doing exactly the same. Yeah, and I guess we're kind of getting the benefit. Some of us are getting the benefit of, of of that now. But of course, something else happened around that time in your life as well that made you value even more what it means to be fit, agile and, and healthy. Yes, indeed. In 1985, following the birth of my daughter, I suffered a severe postpartum hemorrhage, which was unprecedented. Right. And I ended up in intensive care on a ventilator for 17 days. Further complications led me to stay in hospital for longer. Um, My recovery took a long time. I was very weak. I couldn't walk. I could barely move. Yeah, I mean, initially I wasn't expected to survive and then I wasn't expected to walk. Yeah. But I surpassed everything. I kept giving myself little challenges. Like from my hospital bed, my first challenge was to walk to the loo Second one was to walk to the nurses' station. Um, I finally made it to going upstairs, and it progressed from there. 
yeah so there's some determination in there as well as as well as a passion for just staying fit and healthy yeah yeah so um, my hospital stay was about two months mm-hmm. but after that following that it took me probably 18 months to two years before I came anywhere close to being normal and now here you are what, what around 40 years or something like that later and God, is it that <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, if my maths is any good, yeah. Um, I think it's thirty-six. So there you go, it's thirty-six. Yeah. And you and you're still at it, you know. How, Very much so. Yeah. How, how how important is it that we keep fit and healthy later in life, Nesta? Well, daily life involves movement. Yeah. It doesn't involve. Well, it can do. Does involve sitting about and not doing a lot, but you have to be able to. Bend, stretch, twist, turn in your everyday activities. For example, in order to put your shoes and socks on, you need to be able to bend forwards, which means you need to be flexible in your hamstrings and lower back. Yeah. You're reaching up to a cupboard, same thing. You need to be flexible in your shoulder, upper back. You need to be able to twist and turn to do things like put on jumpers, coats, put on your seatbelt. Also, you need strength to be able to carry shopping bags, etc. I think you're right. I think all of these activities are kind of things that we take for granted, especially as we're younger. And it's only, you know, if you have an elderly relative or or you're kind of experiencing those changes yourself, it's only then you start to appreciate just how vitally important they are to your simple everyday existence. Yeah, I I remember my mum, every time she got in my car, she couldn't put her seatbelt on. I had to do it for her. She didn't have that rotation in her spine to get round there. It's awful. Yeah. And it goes so quickly. Absolutely. And I I imagine there must be some right kind of exercise um, to be doing uh, as the years advance and and nothing too strenuous, I imagine, or not too much of that cardio stuff or or, or am I talking nonsense as usual? (laughs) (laughs) Well, cardio encompasses lots of different things. You don't have to go out and run a marathon just to build up your cardio system. Going for a walk is fine. In fact, it's fantastic. It's kinder on your joints for a start. So walking, especially outside, which is great for your mental health. Strength. I did touch on strength. A lot of people shy away from any resistance training, which means either using your body weight to create resistance or something external like a weight, a dumbbell, a stretchy band, things like that. But again, they're really important to build up your muscles and also to strengthen your bones. We all, we all know that our muscles deteriorate with age, probably joints we know about. Mm-hmm. But did you know your bone density starts to go down as you get older as well? Right. The issue with that is that if you were to fall, and falls are more common as we get older, you're more likely to break a bone because the bones aren't so strong. So it's kind of keeping everything going in many respects. And I, listen, I think I listened to a, you know, a, another podcast, a BBC one, um, a few months ago, and they were talking about balance, for example, on that and how yeah. vitally important that is as, as you get older. And I, Yeah, balance is so important. I teach a lot of balance in my classes. So just, for example, standing on one leg, yeah, seeing how long you can stay there. And then moving different body parts as you are standing on one leg. So yeah, balance is so important yeah. uh, when we're thinking of fall prevention. 
and is that part of Pilates as well? I'm not, I'm not kind of that all fear with, with, with Pilates. What, what kind of advantages and things are? Oh, it's hard to put in a nutshell, but it's basically moving your limbs away from the centre by keeping your centre or your core strong and stable. Right. There is a lot of balance work in Pilates. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Now, as I mentioned, your, your, your classes mostly take place at, at village and community halls. Which halls are they, Nesta? Um, and because and, it's probably, you know, nice to give them a mention. And, and what are they like? And what are the classes like and the people in the, in the halls themselves? Okay. Um, so one is called Ickleford Village Hall. Yeah. It's a very villagey sounding name, isn't it, Ickleford? It is. It oh. is. <laughs> so, yeah it's, a, yeah, it's a village. And I think it's been there for 90 odd years because I remember going to the, they had a party, a 90 year party. Mm-hmm a little while ago. Um, and it's it looks like much like all the other village halls all around the country, you know. It's, yeah. It's got a little stage. It's got a wooden floor. Which yeah. I guess is good. That, the wooden floor must be good for the impact. It's got a really good floor, the, this one, this particular one. It's not very big. And there's another smaller hall out the back and there's a little kitchen. There's that one. So that's a real traditional old village hall. Mm-hmm. I've been teaching there since I qualified, which is 32 years now. Wow. Yeah, wow. Well. <laughs> yeah. um, but the other one, up where I live here, is mm. much more modern. It was built in 2012, and it's called Great. a community hall. Mm-hmm. And it's much bigger, obviously much more modern. It's, it's the size of two badminton courts. It's huge. So completely different chalk and cheese, those yeah, two. And, and what, what are the people like, the people that come to the classes? What are they coming for? Um, I think they like coming to a, a community class rather than go to a gym-based class, which can be a bit impersonal. Yeah. I know all my clients' names. I know, probably know their children, their grandchildren. Yeah. Um, I know all their problems. <laughs> I don't mean personal problems. I mean <laughs> physical yeah. problems, right? Which helps me to help them, and they have a real community feel. They all chat when they come in. Although, having said that, you know, they do vary because I've got two classes in the, the second hall I mentioned, which is the more modern one, mm-hmm. on the same day. One's in the afternoon, one's in the evening. Exactly the same class. The afternoon class. They're so quiet. They're so shy. They wouldn't say boo to a goose. I ask them questions and I get them. <laughs> but the evening class, completely different. They come in, they chat, they walk around and ask questions. and They're the rowdy bunch, yeah. And they joke and take the what's it out of me. <laughs> That's really fascinating, actually, because it, it, it shows there's almost different personalities yeah. around the class classes themselves and and. And I guess from a community perspective, what it shows is you're, you're, you're welcoming all kinds. I would imagine those at the quiet class probably really like the idea that it's pretty anonymous, <laughs> that it's quiet, they don't have to socialise too much, they're just there for the exercise and that's great. And, and, and some people are like that, which is, which is yeah. fine. And then, and then others probably not there for the exercise at all. It, it's probably only just to, to come and have a, have a chat, have an escape from the house. And, yeah. uh, and, and, and well, yeah, maybe because the evening people are probably out at work all day, whereas the afternoon yeah. aren't generally. Yeah. yeah. Have a point there. Brilliant. 
And you believe it's really important that the classes are delivered really professionally and competently. Definitely, yeah. I mean, I, I believe on in um, ongoing education. I'm always doing more, more courses <laughs> to give me more knowledge to help people. So you're highly qualified to, to begin with. Yeah, you've done qualifications for years and years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when, I, when I did my first one back in 1990, I then started looking for the next one, which was to teach older people because I felt yeah. that's where I wanted to go. And then I went into Pilates, something called Trigger Point Pilates, which is a whole completely different thing. I've done courses on osteoporosis, on arthritis. And so when, when halls are looking to, to deliver those services, then I guess you'd be a strong advocate of them making sure that they are, are working with people like you who have those levels of competence and experience and so on, yeah? Yeah, I would hope they would and, and that they're appropriately insured. That's so important. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, that's part of that as well. What, what, what else, what else, Nesta, would... Uh, it might kind of surprise people as to what you have to do and what you have to go through and <laughs> which loopholes you have to jump through in order to, to just deliver a class in the village hall. <laughs> well, you know, the participants think you rock up with your music, yeah. plug it in, or, or I don't even plug mine in anymore because it's all digital, um, and you just stand there and you do your thing and go home. But, oh gosh, no, there's a lot of planning goes on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I keep registers. I keep... Yeah. Um, records of everybody's um, little problems you know they have to fill in a a form before they come to class um, with all their medical history on there the medical history that's relevant and then there's music licensing which is a whole other ball game it's so complex I can't really say much about it because I don't understand it fully myself. Yeah, I think it's I think it's got a little less complex recently because there used to be two different canes and I think they've kind of joined combine them, yeah. Combined together now. But yeah, you you can't just play anybody's music because you can't. You need a license and the licenses are expensive. They are currently about because um four pounds per class. So right. if you multiply that by my six classes, multiply that probably by about 40 weeks in the year. Yeah. Actually teaching, it comes to a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so the way I've done mine is that I I don't use licensed music. I use It's a company I use called Pure Energy. Yeah. They, they make their own music specifically for fitness classes. Yeah, so it'll be kind of royalty-free or something like yeah. that is the way they'll, they'll describe it so that you don't, yeah, there's no copyright issues. or. Yeah, so I, pay, I pay a subscription yeah. for that and I can just use whatever I want. I don't have to worry about the license. Yeah, so they've got all kind of energetic beats and things like that for you yeah, to, to dip in. Yeah. High-energy stuff to Pilates, to yoga, to real chill-out stuff. It's Fantastic. Amazing. Huge yeah. choice really good and they put out new releases all the time and you're also doing online classes as well online that's that well obviously that happened in the pandemic yeah when we went into the first lockdown i threw my hands up in horror like everybody else did and said oh my my business what's going to happen yeah and my daughter who she has a, a dance school she was obviously in the same boat yeah so we converted one of our spare bedrooms, which is actually her office, into a little studio. We bought um, 
a tripod, we bought a ring light, <laughs> we set it all up, um, a webcam. So she was teaching her classes to her children up yeah. there and we had to work out a timetable and then I was doing mine. So I, I made a little Facebook group Yeah, and I still, I still have it now. They still love it. Yeah. <laughs> Because you're quite active on social media as well, aren't you? Like Instagram, for example, which is how we first got in touch. You know, there's regular, regular stories on there. Nesta doing a, doing a exercises and, and, <laughs> and so on. Do you not have enough to do, Nesta? No, clearly <laughs> not. It seems mad, doesn't it? It does, yeah. And, and and I imagine anyone effectively can can join your classes now as well by. By being online, it doesn't really matter where you live. No, not at all. I mean, no. I know instructors who've got participants from all over the world. So, yeah. And and the, the thing about you can do it either via Zoom, which is more instant, or what I do, I have a Facebook group, a private group. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do a few live ones in the group, but then they're saved into a – it's like a library – so I've got okay. about 200 saved workouts now. So anybody yeah. can go in there and just pick one. If they can't come to a live class, they can maybe do it the next day or a week's time or whenever. And is it is it is it just for kind of older people or is that your niche? No. Or you? Well, it is my niche, yes. But no, anybody can join in, anybody. Because, I mean, anyone who's wanting to start out in fitness or in Pilates probably be doing the same things as the older people anyway. Yeah. But I probably wouldn't want to come to an older person's class, <laughs> whereas, <laughs> whereas online they're not so much aware of it. Yeah, yeah, true. So, so where, where can people find out more information if they're interested in that? Well, they can go to my website, yeah. which is nestershepherdfitness.com, or email me. Contact me on Facebook or Instagram. Right. So just look for Nesta Shepherd on on um, Instagram or Face. Yeah, I think on Instagram I'm called Pilates Nesta. Pilates yeah. Nesta. Pilates yeah, that's right. Yeah. So. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. When Nesta, you're an absolute inspiration. To be honest, I mean, you know, the the problem I often find with exercise is uh, if it's something like going for a run. It, it just doesn't do anything for me, if you know yeah. what I mean. Whereas when I'm playing a game like football, I'm not really thinking about the fact that I'm exercising. No. I'm just really enjoying the activity. And I, I guess that's the thing more than anything else that you have to to look for. You you clearly love those activities that, you, that you're doing. You're not really conscious of the fact that you're, <laughs> well, not necessarily all the time working out. Yeah. Yeah. And also sometimes if you're um, going for a run or going for a walk, if you find it boring, it's quite nice to listen to a podcast as you do it. Hey, I like it. <laughs> well done. <laughs> and and which podcast should they listen to, Nesta? <laughs> the Village Hall podcast, shall we? <laughs> Fantastic. Brilliant. Yeah. And there are, of course, many other great podcasts out there, there as well. There are of them out there. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I, I find that quite good. Yeah. And thanks as well for giving so much to your local community as well. Nestor, I think we should make sure, you know, that that, that, that that gets a mention as well. Community and people are really, really important. Oh, they are. So thanks for your contribution. And uh, thanks again My pleasure. for coming on, Nestor. It's been, it's been lovely meeting you. Okay, and you too. And that's it, everyone, for this episode. Big thanks to our headline sponsor and specialist insurance provider, Allied Westminster, 
for making our podcast possible and whose services you can discover more about at villageguard.com and to online booking system provider Hallmaster, who also sponsor our podcast and can be found at hallmaster.co.uk. You've been listening to the Village Halls podcast, a unique listening community for Britain's village, church and community halls and anyone interested in the vital community services they provide. We'll be back again soon with another episode. So if you haven't already, visit thevillagehallspodcast.com to subscribe, sign up for updates, link through to our social media pages and to find out more. But until the next time, goodbye for now.